Hi, I'm Peter. And I'm Kenya. Welcome to, to the this. this and That Chat. Why are you missing wow. out? I wanted to do a duet. We never do the intro together. And that why is why. Why did you stop talking? That is why. Listen, live on a set, you just have to keep rolling with it. Yes. And you I f- did. No, you we're stopped. Still, we're still talking. <laughs> you stopped talking. We are still talking. Wow. We didn't do that. I wanted it sounds so nice. Do you want to do it again? No. I can just rewind nope. it. Nope. Fail. Fail. Here, hold on. We're moving on. Oh, no. We've already done this before. Because you like messing things up? Mm, kind of. Okay. Welcome to the This and That chant. <laughs> I knew she would like that. <laughs> Don't even try to say you did that on purpose. Because that's the way I talk all the time? <laughs> you spoke everything normal. And then what was that last word that you said? Chant. <laughs> oh, my God. You know why? Why? Okay. so Say the truth. That was a really bad attempt. Okay. At... A New York accent from Saturday Night Live. Really? Yes, because oh, this is a you said, no, because you said live. I know, and I was thinking <clears throat> about SNL. And then immediately I thought, live from New York. Homestead, it's the this and that chat featuring Katmia and Peter. Never mind. I mean, okay. Double fail. The sadness. How many fails can we get in this episode? Actually, that's so amazing because I wanted to talk about that. What? Today, about failure. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. If you heard that, that was my neck. You know who cracks like that? That it's just like, uh, what's that thing called that you squish with your fingers? Oh, Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. Okay. Nikki. Mm Mm-hmm. She can crack literally human. every joint in her body. Human bubble wrap. She even does her ankles. I do my ankles. Oh, I don't. That's the thing where when we're sitting on the couch and you're like, what's that popping sound? Oh, I thought that was just age. Sometimes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me too, but I can't do it on command. But, um, okay, so yeah, today's today's... Main topic is going to be failure. We're, we're going to get to that shortly. Shortly. Failure. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I love how... So, again, we said this last week, but we literally start... So, okay. So, just so we can put some stuff in context. <clears throat> okay. We said, hey, we'll start off with the Super Bowl stuff. Because, well, we always look at the calendar. Just right. so people know, we look at the calendar. Because today the today's the Super Bowl. We're like... Okay, yeah, we can, talk, we can talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, and then mm-hmm. there's a long weekend coming up. Okay, ready? Let's go. Failure. That's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but before we get there, yes, Super Bowl. So, No, forget the Super Bowl. Talk about failure. No. Oh, God, no. So no. we talk about the Super Bowl. Today is the Super Bowl. There. No, but... None of the teams that we expected to make it into the Super Bowl did. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Look at how it ties into failure. 
What are you talking about? It's major success for these guys. No, the ones who didn't make it. Well, somebody's got to lose. A lot of lose. them could feel like we failed, right? This is going to be the theme. But for the ones who did make it, it's very, very exciting. It is. How many times did they fail before making it here? Well, the Bengals have been failing since 1988. Wow. So, That's a long time to be pursuing a ring. Yeah. 30 years. That's commitment. 30, 33 years. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Which is the team that we're hoping wins. Yes, yeah. we're hoping. We're, we're, we're hoping, hoping the, it's a really good game. I feel like this year, a lot of games went into overtime. Is that normally how? I don't remember no. that happening before. No, there was a lot of controversy, too. Ooh. Because of the overtime rules. So, See, like, I don't even pay attention to the rules because I feel like the rules change every season. There's yeah. a new rule. Well, it was like the Buffalo Bills game against Kansas City went into overtime. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo didn't, they they came back, remember, at the end? Uh-huh. They scored like a bazillion points to catch back up. Mm-hmm. And then they went into overtime and they never touched the ball and they lost. So. I mean, that's just unfortunate. Yep. How it worked out for them, you know? I'm sure it's they'll like change they say, something. like they say, too little, too late. Next year, I'm 100% sure they're going to change overtime rules. But I don't even know why. I mean, it, to me, that's very confusing in any scenario, whether it be at your job or anywhere else, where you need clarity, right, of how something works. Well, the, the and rules, when it keeps the, changing. The problem is that the who rules. Who are we trying to pander to here? The rules are clear. They're just. On the little bit on the unfair side. Yeah, but you said they're changing. So why? I'm sure they'll change it again. I think in the playoffs, it should just be another quarter. And at the end of the quarter, whoever's winning wins, no matter how many times they score. That's what I think it should be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. During the regular season, if you want to keep it the same, keep it the same. Right. Well, it's like in uh, soccer, right? When they go to penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what... Overtime would be for them, no? No. Kind of. No? No. No, because penalty kicks because is, they, is a Because everybody gets the same amount. I'm sa- No, I'm saying everybody gets the same amount of tries. Yes, but, Both it, teams. It, but it wouldn't be the same amount of tries because a team could essentially take 15 minutes mm. with the ball. That's true. And the other team could never touch it. But that's fine. They played the clock. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but uh, that's exciting. Um, so different things this year with Super Bowl. Normally, we have had some sort of a gathering, mm-hmm. right? And this year, we were planning on being out of town, and then last minute things changed. Yep. So now we're here, home alone, on Super Bowl Sunday, which is fine. Which is fine. Totally fine. Um, and in fact, it works out better because yeah. I've actually been sick. Which is the, the reason why week. plans change. <laughs> right. You know, um, and it's just better to stay home. But, um, you know, another thing uh-huh. that is different this year uh-huh. that I'm thinking about, we aren't going to have our normal Super Bowl snacks. Yes, I was getting to that. Oh. Yeah, I was getting to all, but but we can talk about that too. Um, Food. Yeah. So, right. So, like, all of Super Bowl Sunday looks different, right? 
um, we normally would have either family or friends over for Super Bowl Sunday. There's traditional Super Bowl food. Oh, I thought that was for me. No. Oops. Uh, I feel like my water just got stolen from me. Um, you know, hot dogs, meatballs, hamburgers. Some sort of cheese chips, dip with yes. the chips. Yes, all of that goodness. And that has all been ixnayed out of our lives. Which I don't think we've even talked about. I don't think we have talked no, about it. No, no, no. Uh, we have made radical changes to our lifestyle in terms of food and activity. Um, radical. And when I say yes. radical, it's not an exaggeration. There was a one day to another cold, hard stop on, let's see what we took out. Bread. Bread. Pasta. Yeah. Sodas. Well, sugar. So anything, yeah, sugar. right? Um, <clears throat> rice. Mm-hmm. And I would say dairy. Oh, dairy. Oh, da- dairy. Oh, a really great reduction on dairy. So just so you know, feta cheese. Uh, oh, let's be more specific. Cow dairy. Okay. Cow dairy is what was removed. Um... Because we still eat eggs, and we still have very small amounts of cheese. Mm-hmm. Feta cheese is cheap's, cheap's milk. Che- cheap? That's what I was, you know, because I, I was saying cheese mm-hmm. and sheep. Sheep's milk. So it's cheap's milk. But we, we, still, <laughs> we still have had some regular cheese, but it's in such a small such amount. A small, like Parmesan. Parmesan. Um, we when did you a, make a your bit, sliders. Yeah, we did a little bit of, of cream cheese. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's because I didn't know it was in there. Yeah. That's unfair. But no. You like knew it was I'm in there. Stay- I told you it was in there. But it was it was just a yeah, little Yeah, now I have to eat tub. it because you served it to me. <clears throat> I told you before. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. We'll agree to disagree on that. <clears throat> well, oh, but, but, but I was going to say, we cut all of this out for a month. Some of them a month and a half. Okay. And it was a cold, hard stop. We went, oh, and red meats. Yep. Okay. So we've stuck strictly to chicken and seafood um, and then vegetables. That's all we did. We replaced our breakfast uh, coffee, which was the only thing that we were having with a shake. Um, And all of a sudden... The weight started coming off mm-hmm. without there being a diet plan or. Well, you. Okay. So to be fair, Ketmia started doing this um, first. Um, and I just kind of got stuck with like the meals and stuff that we were doing. So I wasn't really being as strict as her in the beginning, but I started to notice that I was losing some weight. Um, and it wasn't like we were, that's not the point of what we were doing. We were just making better choices to, um, better fuel. I like how you said that though. Fuel ourselves. Well, and that's the thing. It was like, for me, it was an eye opening moment because I feel like 
throughout our life together, we have tried several different things, right? Um, to do weight loss or eat healthy or whatever. And you think you're eating healthy, right? But then because you're not having the fried stuff or the fast food or anything, but you're not, mm-hmm. right? Um, and years and years and years of like up and down, we would try things, we would lose weight, and, and then... And we've gotten into phenomenal shape a couple times because I got to the point where I was running half marathon mud obstacle courses. Right. You know? But I feel like the mentality never actually changed. Right. Because it all it come was, back. It was almost like punishing your body. Like, okay, now you need to get into shape. Now... You know, you, you you are restricted from eating all those things because they are bad for you. And so it's all like negative associations with things rather than viewing it on the flip side of it where if you don't understand that food is meant to be fuel, then your relationship with food is off, right? right? <clears throat> so I had this moment where all of a sudden it's like everything just aligned, everything made sense. And it was the defining moment for me where I had to choose. Do I want to be on medication or do I want to take control back? I hate taking medication. And being told by my doctor, you have to. You have to because if you don't, your life is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. That's that to me, that was the defining moment for me. Like, no, I have way more self-discipline than that. I have more than just, oh yeah, okay, let me just roll over and take my medicine. No. So for me at that moment was the reason why I was like, if I have to eat plastic tasting food, cardboard tasting food, um, if I have to have no more seasoning in my life, I'm good with that, you know? And I feel and like I was, that... And I was on board for you. Yeah, of course. Right? And then what ended up happening was I started to realize that we were eating better, healthy, than we were not healthy. And, and I think and, you did and, have a struggle at first. Yeah, it, it was a struggle because I'm I'm used to I like listen, I loved my pasta and my rice. And rice and was like every meal. Bread and like that was, you know, like I enjoyed that stuff. That's the goodness of life. Um um like burgers and you know, like like that kind of stuff. But what we've learned to do, like we'll, we'll use burgers, for example. So there's a restaurant that we absolutely love down here in Homestead um, that makes the most amazing burgers on the face of this earth. We've never had burgers better than this place, okay? If you're here in Homestead or you come down to visit, go to Chefs on the Run. Try it. It is amazing. It is literally a hole in the wall, okay? But... The most amazing people own it, and they make the most amazing food. And we we love going there. We love them. Like, and it's, it's not just burgers that they make. Yeah, they, all they the make, food is amazing. Yeah, it's but. like it's um they call it um 
Caribbean fusion food. Um, the they're Puerto Rican, and they make it's just so absolutely incredible. And um, we we would go and get burgers from there, and we loved it. So burgers is one of those things that for us was enjoyable, but because of our choices that we've made, that was something that needed to go away because, you know, you make a burger, it's red meat, it's got cheese, it's got bacon, it's got, you know, bread, a whole bunch of stuff that's not, uh, that's no longer on our, um, on our eat list, Mm -hmm. right? And I just kept on saying, well, we got to figure out a way that we can do it. So we tried chicken, ground chicken burgers. We, you know, they were good, but they just weren't what we wanted. And I have learned how to make ground turkey burgers that are just as good, if not better, than what we were eating before. And it's all in the seasoning, in the cook, in the temperature of the meat that you cook it to make sure it stays nice and moist. And when we have a craving for a burger, we have a burger. It's a turkey burger. But it's a turkey slider. It's a turkey slider. <laughs> it's, very it's, a, small. Yeah, it's a smaller it's weighed. Yep. That's another thing we started doing was weighing our proteins. Right. Um, we we used to sit down and have a plate of food, scarf it completely down and go back and get seconds. And now we're sitting down, we are eating on smaller plates. The plate's not getting full. Portioned we're, food. Yeah, portioned. We're eating, you know, and then... And never, and, ever and, have yeah. I said, I wish oh, we I could wish have we seconds. Had more. Yeah. No. And like, so for example, last night. Um, so on the weekend, we usually, we'll go and we'll buy some fresh fish. Um, we bought some salmon yesterday. And we had salmon, zucchini, squash, yellow squash, and portobello mushrooms. With a little bit of... Um, uh, cilantro brown rice mm-hmm. um, underneath the fish. Just a, like half a cup of, of rice just to give a little bit of, I guess, density to the meal. And we looked at the plate and I was like, I feel like, like this is a lot of food because it just looked like it was a, a, like a big plate of food. And then we looked at what we were eating, and it was all just veggies. It was just a, a mound of veggies with a amazing piece of, you know, eight ounces of fish. And at the end of it, like, we ate, and we were so satisfied. And it was an absolute delicious meal. And I think that is what's helping us this time around, is the fact that we have, we have found alternatives to things that we already like and enjoy, right? And that's why it's not a diet this time. It's a choice for us to, right. to eat better. And I and, and I just feel like perhaps the things that, like right now you said that that's what's helped us this time around. I wonder if that's what you view that's helping you this time around, right? For me, I feel like... I was willing to pay more than I'm having to pay. What do you okay? mean? Okay. Uh, so I was willing 
to do whatever it took, meaning if I have to eat bland food and I just have to, I have to become a vegetarian, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. That's what I was willing to do. And then instead of having to do that, I've been rewarded with, no, you do, A, you don't have to starve yourself. Mm-hmm. B, your food can have flavor and you can eat a lot of delicious things that just were not part of your shopping list before. Right. Right? Which is kind of what oh, you're that's, saying. That's also another thing. Oh. The the shopping. How, okay. So, incredible. yeah. So, yeah. This, this part of it was really cool for us. <clears throat> so, as we're learning, right, to shop and to get things that we need for our body to function, um, you know, fuel-wise, what we've realized is that the grocery store doesn't need the center aisles. <laughs> yep. Right? If you are properly fueling yourself, you can literally purchase everything that you need to eat, right? Just going around the store on the outside. Before, we would make a list and go up and down every aisle, and every aisle, something went into the cart. You go down the drink aisle, juices, sodas, this, that, whatever, other kind of stuff. You go down the cookie aisle, something went in there. You go down the pasta aisle, something went in there. The canned aisle, a lot went in there. You know, and when you look at these cans, when you look at this other stuff, like it was just chock full of sodium. It was chock full of stuff that we were trying to eliminate. And we were like, oh, damn, what do we do now? Right, because when had we ever read labels before? Never. And the reason I did that was my doctor, you know, because I told my doctor my plan. I said, the next time that you see me, not only will I have lost weight, but I'll be healthier than you saw me right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he said, don't guide yourself on what the advertisement says. Read the label. Compare labels. Because there's things hidden in there that you think are not there. And then you're still putting bad stuff into your body. So I did that, right? Because a lot of things say zero sugar, right? Mm-hmm. You've got zero sugar Coke. And so people are like, oh, I can drink this because it has zero sugar. Well, um, I started reading other things, right? That said zero sugar or low sugar. And then you start looking in the ingredients and something that says zero sugar has something like a syrup or a fructose and it's the technicality that it's not sugar sugar it's a different type of sugar but sugar sugar it has zero of this other type of sugar we don't have to advertise it because we told you it has zero sugar right and it was like oh i see And not just comparing sugars, comparing fat content, sodium, calories, carbs, all of that stuff. All of a sudden, we started seeing that things that are on the healthy list, right, or they're advertised as like healthy snacks. In fact, when you look at the serving size, it's like you can have three crackers (laughs) for 300, you know, calories. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, I don't, you know, you keep your crackers. Keep your crap. And that was the other thing is that if I can only have three, 
why am I buying you? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna cut you out entirely. Yeah. You know. And and we have slowly also like reintroduced versions of stuff exactly like for example so after we cut for a month and a half Mm -hmm. we started we started to like reintroduce some stuff and one of the things that we truly enjoyed every single night was we'd always have some sort of a cookie or something with our coffee when we were watching you know our shows before going to bed or whatever because we we're we're like dippers yeah we like to dip our our you know something into our Our sweet thing yeah and we were missing that. And Katmia went on a hunt. And she found something called the Ezekiel bread, which is flourless bread. It is just made out of like barley and lentils, flaxseed and beans and, you know, all this kind of stuff, whatever. And you buy it in the frozen section. And when she told me she bought it, I looked at her and called her. A dope because I was like, that is supposed to satisfy our craving. Are you insane? What is wrong with you? I absolutely look forward to that little slice of one slice, one slice of whatever the the Zico bread is to have with our coffee. And it is like our treat at the end of the night. It is so good. It is delicious. We put a little I bit. I would have never said that that bread was delicious. No. Before. Never. We put a little bit of, um, what's the. The the smart. Smart balance. Smart balance. Yeah. We put a little bit of smart balance butter. So it's like a toast. Right. Like a, like we have right. a, like a toast with it. We toast it up in the, in the toaster a little bit extra so it's nice and crunchy. And then our coffee softens it up. Mm-hmm. Right. So we created an alternative that works so well that we're not craving the cookie. We're not craving the, you know, the other stuff that we were missing before, you know, and, and I'll, and, and I'll be transparent. Kemia knows this. I've, I've had, you know, I'm, I'm out on the road all day and I've stopped and I've decided, oh, you know, I've been really good for a month, month and a half and I'm going to eat, you know, a hot dog, whatever, right? I, I break my, my, my mold and I pay dearly. My body doesn't process it. It, it goes straight to heartburn. It goes straight to not feeling well in my stomach. Like it's, it's incredible. And, and I've done it a couple times cause you know, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm an idiot, so I go three times. So it's like, I like it. Honestly, it's so much easier to say no now because I have suffered the consequence of saying yes. And I'm not saying that it's for everybody because everyone's gonna do their thing the way that they want to do it. We're just talking about what we did for us and how it's been amazing for us. I've lost 39 pounds. And so that people have context, I mean, we started this, it's four months ago. Yeah. So no, November. We're almost November. at a completion of four months right mm-hmm. now. And, and I, as like women, have a hard time losing weight, right? I've lost 23 pounds. Yeah. And it's, that's insane to me. And it has been 
for me, I'm not doing any extra exercise. I'm just doing my regular work, right? And to put that into context, I am a landscaper who's outside busting my butt every single day, right, in the hot sun. So you do manual labor. I do manual labor. But in the last four years, I've gained 81 pounds. Well, I gained 81 pounds, right, in the last four years doing that work. So the work is not what is making me lose the weight. And it's, that's, and that's it's a myth that we stopping, had before. Yeah, it's me stopping what was going into my body that it wasn't processing. It was just storing it. Right. And that's a miss I feel like a lot of people have. You think, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to work out, and I should see weight coming off. But the correlation between what you eat and you working out is so significant mm-hmm. that I like I've heard in other programs, right? Them stress what you're eating. Watch what you're eating. We used to watch Biggest Loser, and they, it was a huge part about watch what you're eating, right? And it was like to me, it was like I've always just seen it as. If you're working out, you're punishing your body, mm-hmm. right? Because, and I think that they even advertise it like that. Mm-hmm. What, what does no they pain, say? No, no gain. There you go. So it's pain is hurt, right? And so there's like all of this negative of, oh, well, you know, now I'm supposed to suffer. And then you step on the scale once and you gain weight or you didn't move, you're discouraged, I'm out, right? Yeah, and, and that's what happened to us. And just so that you guys know. Our weight loss has not been, you know, four, five, four, five, four, five. It's 0. 0.9. Uh, 0. But 0.7, every week it goes down. 1.3, 1.2. Like it's just a, been a consistently Gradual. slow mm-hmm. process. I've lost a little bit faster, right? But, notoriously do. But I also started at 150 pounds more than, than Ketmia, <laughs> you know? So, but, but it's been so. So to me, it's like what. Um, so in the reintroduction, like we have not had any pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, with the dairy, we still like for me anyway. I mean, we're each making our own choices moving forward, but yeah. pretty much everything is the same. To and me, I've, dairy I've, is gone yeah, forever. The, the because... only dairy that I've put in, it's been very little. Like, um, like I'll do a wrap for lunch. And I don't do it every day, but I'll grab just a little bit of um, shredded cheese and I'll throw it in there. But in reality, we only have shredded cheese in the house because Nikki's still here. But when Nikki's gone, that's not going to be something that we're going to buy. Right. So it it's not, it, I'm not going to go and buy it to have it to use it. Right. And, um, but I'm saying like, I realized that dairy and gluten were both causing me issues that I don't feel anymore. And there was one thing that you made in one of the meals where you put some sort of cream into Mm -hmm. it. I didn't know I was eating it. We talked about it in the middle of eating it, but it was such a small amount. You said it was such a small amount. amount. And I ended up getting sick over it. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's things that, like, you feel one way now, right? And you see that you're doing better all around. 
why would I want to go back to that? Especially now that I don't see it like punishing my body. If I love myself, right, then I love my body and I want to give it what it needs to thrive. And if it means no chocolate, right, no ice cream, no pizza, no fries, okay, it's because I want you to thrive and you do not thrive on those things. Mm -hmm. And then that's just, it's different. Like to me, it has been super easy this time around to be somewhere where someone is saying, hey, would you like to have this? And me turning it down. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we've even gone as far as saying, like, we wanted to go, um, yesterday we decided, hey, we're going to go have breakfast. Right? We can make good choices out of, out, you know, for breakfast. Just an omelet, no cheese, whatever, you know. <clears throat> we left the restaurant, which was one of our favorite restaurants, and we said to each other, we could have made better breakfast at home. You know, we had to restrict so much in it that, you know, change so much of it that it took away the deliciousness of what, what well, in our mind, what was the deliciousness of breakfast there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we spent 30 bucks on breakfast that we didn't need to. And this morning we made our version of what we ate yesterday and we looked at each other and we were like, that was amazing. And that's another thing that we've realized is we are eating, and we said this, I think, in a couple episodes back, where we're eating, it's almost like we're eating fancy, right? In our in what what we're making and how we're cooking and because we're learning new techniques and different things, but using healthy options of it, and we're eating amazing. We're eating so absolutely delicious that, to go to the restaurant, to go to a restaurant, I almost want to eat at home better. Yeah. It, it, you know. And we have found our places. Like yeah, we have, we have a couple places. A, right. And it's, it's interesting because now we're looking at a different side of the menu. Right. You know, and I was, I was telling you this the other day that if, if, if we were on the road and worse came to worse, right. And the only place to go to is a McDonald's. You can take me to McDonald's and I can eat at McDonald's. What am I ordering at McDonald's? A salad. And that's what I'll have. Mm-hmm. No no protein, nothing, but I can find something. You can find something to eat almost anywhere. Yep. Almost anywhere, you know? So to me, it's just I'm so proud because, and this is where I'm going to tie failure into everything, right, is I feel like in this last, um, I don't know, like this la- these last couple years, right, we have come, I feel, f- like face-to-face with failure in, like, red letters in different ways aspects you know whether it be the fear of failing at something or feeling like we've failed at something um and then how do you rise up out of that you know and 
there is the, for example, we talked about me being in school, you know, and being in school for me has been a, like a roller coaster of emotions mm-hmm. to this day, to this day. Let me put something into perspective. I'm taking a physics class right now. In my entire life of schooling, I have never even done one day of physics. I didn't even know what physics was. I had a vague idea of what physics was. And I just had my first exam and I scored a 95. Okay. And even seeing success, right? There is this, there's like this background noise of failure could happen, right? And it's this thing where the the possibility of it sometimes makes me want to quit so I don't have to experience the letdown of it. But then also there's like this, no, I'm not going to fail. It's very weird. I feel like I'm at war with myself sometimes. Well, you're doing something that's absolutely new and different. You're pushing yourself to a potential that has been stifled, not because you wanted it to be held back, but because there was no pursuit of excelling in that. So now you're doing something completely out of your comfort zone, out of the normal, and it's creating it's creating a situation where you don't think you can do it, but you actually are destroying it. You're like you're 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 destroying the stigma of what you believe. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, but right. So I'm got. I I feel like I need to. I need to bring it in all good because I feel like I'm kind of all over the place. You are. But quite some episodes ago, we said that in our family we have had a motto since the kids were small, mm-hmm. right? And that was failure is always an option. Right. And, you know, um, make mistakes, get messy. Right. And take chances. So there's been this I feel like our family has been very pro fail, like don't be afraid of it. But yet there is fear still right even if you're like go for it there's still in because I, I just feel like we also carry this burden of I don't want to let people down I, I don't want to let myself down we're highly we hold ourselves I just feel like to a impossible standards sometimes right and there's that back and forth with it but we have failed 
at things that we have tried before. And that's why there's been this don't let this one failure keep you from pursuing what you want, right? And so when it comes to school, when it comes to our health journey, I feel proud of where we're at, right? I feel optimistic about the future because we have tasted failure. Mm-hmm. We've been at the bottom of that. And I don't feel like you can really appreciate success unless you've failed epically first. Agreed. You know? So, I don't know. It's... I'm not going to say, like, I'm welcoming failure to come, okay? Because I don't want to fail. But... It, it drives me somehow. Well, we're also mature in the lessons learned from our failure, which makes failure less of a possibility. Because we've learned, right? Less of a possibility or less daunting? I think less of a possibility. Because you know? you've... You you've made you've adjustments, how, right, yeah. Okay. You've made adjustments on how you do things to make sure that you do um, do things in a better way, so you have a higher probability of success. You know, I mean, I, I'm not not to put that into you know into the the perspective of failure, but like you have been extremely successful the last thirteen and a half months. In school, to the point where you still doubt yourself. And I'm like, hello, uh, look at your grades. You have been a straight-A student. You're excelling in all your classes. The professors and the teachers and the even the students know like you have there's there are classmates that you have that take their little jobs because they're jealous of your success in the class and your response to them was perfect no i just i work hard at what i have earned it's not because you're a brain you're not you're you you're not you know the the uh, somebody who has been hiding under a rock and now you're going to be you know the next Nobel Peace Prize winner or Nobel no Nobel Prize winner whatever no you you have had to earn every single stripe that you've earned in the last 13 months and at the end of the month when you get your final grade your final you know exam grade and you look at it and you're like Damn, I did that. Like, that's just a sense of pride. You know, why Why is it that you work that hard? Because there are things that you've attempted to do in the past that you weren't successful at. And you've made adjustments. And now you're using 
those things to do extremely well in what you're doing. I have tried running a business and starting a business and doing different things. That's you see? So many times for different things that have, you know, that they have not been successful. Um, my photography attempt was on the verge of being successful, but because of the failures from before, I realized that I needed to do something different. Even though I was succeeding, I needed to do something different because I needed it to be sustainable for our family. And I made a choice not to continue doing photography and to focus more on my current business because I saw that that's where I needed to be. And let me tell you, I'm glad I made that decision. I don't consider my photography business a failure. I consider it probably my greatest success because I started it from a $250 camera and YouTube videos to shooting extravagant weddings on Fort Lauderdale Beach. So, you know, I mean, come on. You know, I wasn't, it's not like I was just, you know, shooting, you know, my next door neighbor's kid for 150 bucks. No, I was doing, I was doing weddings that were $250 a plate, you know, for people to be there. And there was 200 people there and people were getting married on the beach in fancy hotels, in orchards, not orchards. What's a, I like orchards, whatever. Like, <laughs> there's no orchards down here, but whatever the, the, like, we, like, when we got to a point, like, even you were there with me. Like, I it got to the point where I needed a consistent second person to be, a, you know, another camera, and you became that. You Mike learned. Mike helped you, too. Yeah, Mike helped. Like, I mean, we we built that business piece by piece. And at the end of it, when I said, okay, I'm done because I need to focus here, I made that realization. I was like, okay, that was a successful run, but I need to do something else. And I've used a lot of those experiences to improve on what was already built here. And again, we're in a spot where it's successful and I'm grateful for it. So I'm grateful for every failure. But at that, that moment, we don't see it that way. Of course. You know, and so then I feel like, I, I think about all the times we've failed uh, in our in our attempts at being healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, okay, we're just going to pretend that never happened, right? Uh, but in fact, I feel like all of that prior knowledge is helping to propel us to a lifetime from here on to the end of life, right, of good choices Mm -hmm. and a healthy lifestyle. And none of that is punishment or bad or... And and this carries, and I'll um, only touch on it a little bit, um... 
this carries on into a lot of different aspects of our life. Because, you know, we're specifically talking about businesses or our health, but failures or in school. Re- yeah, or school, right? But like failures in relationship with people. We've had in the last couple years some situations that have been extremely heavy and um, disruptive. I like that. I like that word to what the last couple years in those relationships have been. It's been disruptive. It's been extremely disruptive in our lives. And we are learning from mistakes that we made. Not mistakes on our part, but mistakes in trusting um, freely where it's caused us to have to learn some hard lessons. And I'm, I'm grateful for them, even though they've caused some distress. But I'm grateful for them because I'm making better choices, choosing the people that I want around me, people that are going to be good for us. Not poisonous. Yeah. Poisonous or toxic or yeah, poisonous is the word I'm I'm using, but it's um, bless you. Oh, so sorry. Um, Excuse me. But yeah, it's it's just it's one of those situations. <coughs> so, but here we are, right? And we learn from failure to be more successful. I mean, you'd hope so, right? You'd hope. And that's the thing, is you'd hope that with failure, you would learn how not to do that again. But, but, like, we are not exempt from that. Mm -hmm. You know, you can make similar mistakes over and over again. (laughs) But I feel that a proper lesson learned doesn't make you immune from failure. It makes you immune from the extensive disaster that comes from a failure. Because it's turmoil after you fail. Sometimes a little bit more intense than others. But if you learn from it, right, and the adjustments that you make afterwards come quicker, then it's actually a failure that turns into some sort of a success because you Mm -hmm. successfully navigated out of that situation Mm -hmm. that was sitting with you. Right. So where we sit at 40 years of age with the multiple failures that there have been from every single variety. Oh, should we put him live? Who? Mike? I don't know if he'll want to be. Hold on. Let's do this. He's been on. Hello, mother. Oh, hello, son. Welcome to the This and That chat. Oh, you guys are, are recording. We sure are. Yep. Did you send a message out and I missed it? Mm, we did not, but were you calling? 
Were you calling us to play? Um, I was. I'm going to be home in a little bit. But also, you guys text me at 2 a.m. yesterday. I was up till 1.45. Oops. hoping you guys were on. And I would check Xbox periodically. And it never said you guys were on. Oh, we are very sad. Because we really wanted to play with you. We had really amazing games. I know Noah played for like half a game. But he was like really tired. So he just went to bed. So I was just sitting there playing by myself. All right. Well, but, we'll we'll be on in just a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up our show right now. Yes. Uh, hello. I don't know if they can hear me. They, they can. can. <laughs> All right. We'll call you back soon. Okay. Time to disappear into the nothingness. <laughs> <laughs> no, that uh, just happened. Yep. Um, our kids. We just got busted. Are our greatest success stories. Yeah. They are. See, it's how you measure success. I feel it's it's not. I don't know that it's so much tangible things because you could have a bank account that it says to the world you're successful. Yeah. But have you like have you succeeded in life where it actually counts? That's the that's the depth of it. Like, do we focus so much on succeeding in areas where at the end? It doesn't really matter. Like, where are we investing our energy into? And what is it that we learn from failure? One of, one of, um, one of my favorite guys to listen to on YouTube and whatever, <clears throat> this guy's name is Gary V. And I've told you about this before, but he started literally making YouTube videos about wine that he was selling at his dad's winery, super small winery in, in California. And he's become like this entrepreneur, um, motivational speaker. I don't know if that, if that makes sense. Um, and I love the way he talks about things. Because he never, ever, he's extremely successful. Mm -hmm. The guy's a multimillionaire, I'm sure. He's got a bazillion dollars, I'm sure. Um, But never, ever, in anything that he talks about, does he ever mention money. People always ask him questions. Gary, what do I need to do so that I can be rich? I want to be rich. And he's like, do you want to be rich or do you want to be happy? Because he's like, my friend, I suggest you go for happy. If the money comes with it, you're going to enjoy it a lot more. Because you can have a bunch of money in the bank and not enjoy one minute of it. You know, this is a guy that wears clothes that he buys at garage sales. He is... Like he video he he films him going to garage sales because that's how he started. He started going to garage sales, buying stuff for five bucks, and then turning around and selling it on Facebook Marketplace and OfferUp and all this kind of stuff. This is he, like brand name stuff. No, whatever, whatever. Oh, stuffed okay. animals and Pokemon cards oh, okay. and like whatever. That's his passion is to go and like buy little stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and sell it. But now that he's traveling because he's doing all these kind of conventions and all this kind of stuff, he goes on the weekend and he stops at, um, you know, at whatever. And I'm sorry, I I have, don't feel like I've ever heard you mention him. Okay, I have. You just I, you just I I talked to you about things. Okay, but I would like to see him do like a little segment, right? Mm-hmm. But what a treasure he offered that crowd, whoever asked him that, whoever was listening to mm-hmm. that, okay? And how many people got up and left that place feeling like, I didn't, I don't know, I, I don't even understand anything. what, what he's talking about. What do you even mean? Because I was thinking a lot of times when we're thinking about health goals, the motivation and see like that person's motivation is how do I get rich? Mm-hmm. I want money. Okay. Health goals. How do I fit into a bikini? How do I love myself? How do I get to a body that I can post, you know, about, and then people are going to like me like these motivations don't make you stick it out. How do I get to this career? right? Wait, you got to work hard. Guess what? There's always a cheat way, right? So whether it's health goals, you can do the pills, do the plans, do the surgeries, do like, and some people need that stuff. But I'm saying like, for the, for the majority of people, right? There's a hard path that requires sacrifice, whether it's at work, in a relationship, health, business, whatever. It requires sacrifice. It requires you dying to your own ideals and being reborn in this new mentality, right? And it's too much to ask for a lot of people. And then in in a sense, right, they fail at what they're trying to do because they were never invested into it, you know? And hearing from someone who is the definition of success telling you that is not how you measure success. It's so, like, only a handful of people are going to walk away mm-hmm. and do something with that. And it's going to change somebody's life. Well, I'll we'll end it with this. I'll go back to Gary Vee for a minute. <clears throat> so he in one of his films or one of his recording out outings, he goes to a uh to a, a garage sale and they've got some really cool stuff in the front. You know, he's got like he buys a bunch of um stuffed animals from him. He likes to buy stuffed animals and sell them. He says they, they you know, he can get them for a quarter and sell them for five bucks. You know, um, and people buy them all the time because in garage sales, you sometimes get some really amazing stuffed animals that kids have grown outgrown that new kids will now be able to enjoy that are, you know, anyways. So he finds himself a lot of times where he'll find a lemonade stand where one of the kids is trying to sell lemonade at the same time that the parents are doing the garage sale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, he was talking to the parents, and he's like, yeah, you know, it's been a rough go today. We really haven't had a lot of people coming in. 
he's like, oh, you know, you know, that's okay. You know, sometimes you can, sometimes you don't, you know, but today I guess not, you know. And um, the little kid comes over um, and he had bought a lemonade from him from before. He paid a dollar for the lemonade. And uh, the little kid comes over when he was getting ready to go and he goes, sir, do you want a lemonade? Um, do you want a lemonade for to, to go? And he's like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually good. I'm, I'm good. Your lemonade was was delicious, but I, I, I don't want any more lemonade." He's like, I, "I can give it to you for free. You can. I just want you to enjoy enjoy the lemonade." And he's like, "No, thank you. I'm, I'm good." And he w- starts walking out to the car, and he goes, "That kid's a hustler. Like, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but like he's he goes, that's the original hustle." Like, he wanted to give me, he has the mentality to give me another cup for free, knowing that I'm not going to take it from him for free, that I probably will pay for it again. And he, he was trying, and he goes, he goes, do you think that me saying no to him will stop him from trying to do that with another person? And the guy who was with him was like, he's like, no. He's like, I think that's just the way that he is. And he goes, yeah, I think that's just the way that he is. And he gets out of the car. He walks back and he goes, how much lemonade you got left? He's like, I got this jar. And he's like, I'll give you 20 bucks for the jar. And the kid looks at his dad. (laughs) And dad goes, go for it. And he walked out of there with a jar and a straw. (laughs) He's like, you got a straw for this? So he's walking back and he takes a sip out of the jar. You know, and the kid, you could see him in the back with the biggest smile on his face. And he's like, you've got to support the original hustle. And then from then forward, he goes now to garage sales. And whenever he finds a lemonade stand, he gives him a $10 bill. He gives him a $20 bill for just one cup. He's like, keep the change. I know what you're doing. Keep working hard. It's become an encouragement. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think that the way I wanted to end it was the fact that failure is going to happen, right? But if you are being encouraged by someone around you mm-hmm. in your failure, then you are a success, even though you're not succeeding on paper. That's very beautiful. That's really very beautiful. Hmm. Because no... Uh, no one really ever shines a spotlight on your cheering section. Yeah. Who is there when you're like literally down on yourself and saying, I can't telling you, get up, you can, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll carry you. Our kids are an example of this. We have allowed our kids to do pretty, to pretty much make their own decisions from, would you say like 12 or 13 years old? Like our son decided that he did not want to go to school. He wanted to go to work. We supported him. He worked for a year and was like, oh, hell no. I'm not doing this. I want to go back to school. He lost the scholarships. He lost all the stuff that he had from school to be able to go to college at a better financial rate. And what did we do? We were like, heck yeah, go do it. 
and he graduates now in June. Our daughter wanted to pursue a certain career, and we were doing everything that we could to make sure that she could have that opportunity, and she came back, she's like, eh, I want to change. I want to do something different. And we were like, sweet, go for it. Go, do it. And she's moving to Orlando in two weeks. So our motto is words to live by. And it doesn't, and and that's the thing, it doesn't take the weight or the fear of failing away. Mm Mm-hmm. It's there. But it's, you know? it's the encouragement. Right. But it's, that the, it's okay. Yes. It's like, go, go, go dare bravely. Go dare greatly. Yep. You know? And if you fail, you failed while daring greatly. Yep. Get messy. Make mistakes. And? Take chances. Always take chances. It was a good episode. I know. Super Bowl. You know, it's just you and me. Yes. And uh, one thing we love about Super Bowl is the commercials. So we will see what this year's commercials are like. I saw some previews because they did trailers for commercials this year. That's so stupid. I know. That's so stupid. You, you, but, it's so discouraging me right now. No, no. They didn't show the actual commercials or anything to do with the commercials. What? Just the people that are in the commercials so that you can have wild imagination. What? Yeah. So they have one where they have um, Mike Myers dressed up. He's still alive? Yeah. He's not old. <clears throat> they have Mike Myers dressed up like uh, um, Dr. Evil from... Um, from your favorite movie Austin Austin Powers so there's going to be a commercial with that and uh, there's one with Bradley Cooper and um, oh goodness what's this guy's name they're just sitting in a car and they're like what are we doing they're holding a bag of Lay's so you know that they're going to be a Lay's commercial with them whoa 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 Hollywood is infiltrating the commercials yeah there's a lot of Hollywood in the commercials this year and I would say it's probably a smart ploy Theaters are just coming back in. They're making push. Hey, guys, come to the theaters. Come see movies. Come see people. So, anyways. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's going to be be a different different year for commercials. Oh, let's do a a quick um, uh, prediction. Okay. What's final score in the Super Bowl? Bengals by 10. Oh, I meant numbers. I, I see a 34. Is that a possibility? 34, 24 Bengals. There we go. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see what happens with 34. What's yes. the number 34? Yes. If we get it right, people are going to think we record it afterwards. I know. I know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But um, thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you for listening. Uh, today was a little bit... <laughs> all over the place but that's to be expected that is the this and that chat mm-hmm. we started messing stayed messy Ooh. we took some chances made Fa- a whole lot of mistakes made a bunch of mistakes failure is an option yep see you guys next week we'll be back on Tuesday <laughs> bye guys bye